every organization like that, whether it's nonprofit or whatever uh, that I've ever been a part of has had limited time, mm -hmm. limited volunteers and limited resources, yep. <laughs> every single one. And so I, I, in my experience, they don't say no when you offer one of those three things. <laughs> Kirby, you say yes, I say no. You say stop, and I say go, 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 and listen to episode number 96 of the Promo Front Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Bill Petrie. With me as always, the Chief Petty Officer of Promo Standards himself, the one and only Kirby Hossaman. Kirby, how the heck are you? I'm doing well, doing well. Uh, just got back uh, after being out of the office for a couple of days. Um, we may or may not talk about that. That's uh, it's always good to get out, but then man, it's good to sleep in my own bed. <laughs> good to not be up too late. Good to have my morning routine. So I'm feeling much, much better. How about you, bud? Doing, doing well. It's been an interesting week. We're having some work done in our backyard. Uh, and then you'll see pictures of that on social media in a couple of weeks when we're done. Um, but unfortunately, the workers cut my fiber optic line. So I've been without, we have been without internet in my house for the past uh, four days, um, which meant everything's been impacted. We don't have television. We don't have internet. We don't have anything. So obviously, my wife of 28 years and I have spent a lot of time talking with each other, and she seems pretty nice. So that's kind of cool. Um, but what's really got me excited is April's over. It's May, you know, April showers bring May flowers. So I, I we know that. So we're, we're going to start experiencing those May flowers, Kirby. But that also means we're going to be met with vibrant colors every time we walk outside. And Kirby, you know, I'm a home, but you love being outside almost as much as I do. Color is an amazing form of expression, which is why the equally amazing folks at Blue Generation offer dynamic covers for colors for every single palette. They don't just have green, Kirby. They have Kelly green, hunter green, cactus, and sage. They don't have blue or just blue. They have royal blue, French blue, navy, and aqua. They don't just have red, Kirby. They have burgundy, sangria, and berry. That's making me thirsty, by the way. Uh, it's They don't have just orange. They have burnt orange, salmon, and safety orange. They don't have yellow, just yellow. They have maize and optic yellow. Kirby, obviously, I could go on and on. They literally have just about every color of the rainbow. And uh, I know it's something that other companies in promotional products industry just don't really have the capability to offer. Well, at the end of the day, I mean, we, I, all of us are such diversity in our clientele, right? I mean, we talk about that all the time. Pretty much every company is a potential client for the promotional products industry. And with that comes yeah. a ton of different logos, a ton of different brand standards. And so the ability to kind of reach into those, um, not only through decoration, but through the actual apparel is, is really powerful. Yeah, it really is, Kirby. I really couldn't say it any better myself. When it comes to fashion-forward apparel with color that absolutely pops, don't look any further than Blue Generation. To see all the retail-inspired garments with a fit that flatters, visit bluegeneration.com. You're not going to be sorry you did. Now, Kirby, we're, we're approaching 100 episodes. We've covered a lot of ground in the 96 episodes, this being number 96. I have the upfront section today, and I'm angry. I'm really angry. And so I'm going on a rant. 
and I know this will shock you, so I'm glad you're sitting down. It's about the promotional products page on Facebook, and specifically as it relates to a post our good friend John Norris put there uh, promoting promo standards. So he posted about a meeting of the standards committee, part of promo standards, not all of promo standards, but the standards committee. And it was a group of approximately 10 to two. You've seen the picture. Have you yep, not? Sure heard yep. Mm -hmm. And you're familiar with the post. I, 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 it was brought to my attention. So I went back and, and dove okay. in because I anticipated we'd be talking about it. So please go. Yeah, I, I will go. So there was a, a, a person there. I'm not going to name the person. You can go see the post. It's sitting there, but she pushed back and just said, interesting period no women dot 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 and that set the whole post on fire uh there was a lot of pushback from people but it started going downhill because her retort to that when people were pushing back that hey Catherine graham from common skew is involved and ashley mccune from facilis group is involved the pushback for yes but these are clearly men um <laughs> There were things like questions like, why aren't small dis distributors represented? Well, they're represented by people like Proforma, who has a lot of small distributorships under their umbrella, Dis uh, Distributor Central and CommonSkew, who smaller companies use those services. Uh, why, are there why aren't there women or where are the women executives? Again, Ashley McCune is on the board of directors from Facilis Group and Catherine Graham is on the board of directors from CommonSkew. And we're obviously good friends with our folks at CommonSkew. There were still so many comments, and and honestly, it just the my my favorite one. Where are all the boss babe women? And I got to tell you, it was the epitome of focusing on competition over collaboration. Promo Standards is a group that has been working for years trying to better the industry, trying to put us all on a standard that will make order processing much more efficient. Because we all know how challenging that can be. These are people that dedicate their time their talent and their treasure to making sure the industry is better for everybody. And for someone to point out, hey, there's no women, making the assumption that there's no women involved is just as offensive if women weren't allowed. I said it in my response on the post, people are looking, they're on a quest to be pissed off. And you know what? They're finding it because that's what they want. They want to be angry. They want to be cheesed off. And so they're doing it. You have to volunteer, you have to step up, you have to stand up and be counted. You have to say, I will help here. It's so easy to point at a group and saying, oh, I should be part of that group. The, he, I said this, the doors to inclusion are unlocked and they have been for a while and they're very welcoming, but people like to get pissed off because they have to turn the handle. They have to say, I want to be involved. Everybody thinks, well, people who know who I am and they should be coming to me. No, you have to say, I want to be part of this. It's important to me. It's important to the industry. If you haven't volunteered at your local regional, if you haven't volunteered at PPAI, if you haven't sat on a committee, shut up. I don't want to hear from you. I don't. I really, really don't. You're part of the problem. In fact, you are the problem. So Kirby, I'm re I really am hot about this. So I don't know if you agree with me. I think you do, but feel free to tell me if you agree with me or not. And, and I don't even know what we do here, but man, I wish these people would just shut up. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'll be honest with you. When I first saw the, the comments, well, first I saw the post, there's a group of folks in a, in a boardroom kind of discussing and I was like, cool and moved on. Um, and when I first saw the, the comments, I, because it was brought, the, the, the whole train was brought to my attention, I, I thought they were joking. 
Um, I really did uh, just because clearly, you know, it's a group of volunteers who are trying to do something right. And I think that the unintended consequence, look, let me, let me say the, the one piece is look as an industry, we do need to do better at diversity and inclusion. We do, that's for sure. But the way to, to do that is not to throw bricks at the people who are volunteering and trying to do a better, something, make something better. And it, the, the problem is, is that you start to alienate those people who are willing to donate their time. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, let me just tell you, I've, I've lived through that. And I, you know, the whole good old boys have, club, yeah. You know, I understand that there was a time where the good old boys club was, and and it's probably true in some places, but in my experience, and it's funny, I just wrote about this like a day or two ago, ironically about something locally. It didn't have anything to do with that post when I wrote the blog post, but it is the same. My experience is the people who bitch about the um, good old boys club almost never are willing to do the work. I say almost because I'm sure that there, there, there are people that are exceptions to that. But every time that flag is flown, I say, oh, cool. You need invited. Nobody invited me, but OK, I will personally invite you. And that happened very recently with a local initiative. And so I invited them. They showed up to one meeting and then have never been back because exactly. it's 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 a thankless job to do many of these these volunteer things and when you are attacked in the process it's hard not to become jaded i actually thought norris handled it incredibly well in the comments as opposed to saying kiss my ass which is what right. i think everybody was thinking he he was like no actually there are uh, d- there are diverse folks in the room here's a picture of them here's Catherine mm-hmm. Graham Catherine jumped in Mark jumped in yep. but God bless it folks these folks are doing what they can to make something better and They're- if you've not been invited okay ask to be invited if you're still not invited start your own shit stop bitching right I love look everything you said and John Norris handled it with the aplomb um, he needed to he handled it perfectly. You know, one of the most difficult things in the world, and, and I would argue this no matter what your profession is, no matter what you do, the most difficult thing in the world is to create something from nothing. Yeah. To take an idea and make it a reality. These are the people that did it. Men, women, Asians, uh, Latinos, wh- whomever. These are the people that have done that. That is a well done it, done it volunteer. Like, yeah, that's what I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. You just stole my thunder. No, no, that's great. You're right. These are people that did it, not because it was going to be profitable for them, not because it was going to make them more well-known in the industry. They did it because it's the right thing to do. And that's what it takes for change to happen. People need to stand up and do things. It's real easy to point and say, oh, they, they should, right? Don't should on me. They should be doing it this way. They should have more women in the room. They should have more men in the room. They should have all these things. My favorite comment was actually from another woman who said, would you say the same thing to the person who said the initial quote, uh, post or comment? Would you say the same thing if it was all women in the room? Would you say, where are all the men? Or interesting. And, and by the way, men. by the way, they said that they would and they would not have. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe that wouldn't. for one single solitary second. No, and that's probably a little <laughs> systemic. That's probably unfortunately a byproduct of, of that type of old boy thinking, right? We wouldn't do that. But that's just as offensive, right? So I don't know. I guess my point is with all this, uh, and I got it off my chest, so I feel better now. Thank you. Mm-hmm. If you want to criticize, that's great. Have a solution. Be part of the solution. It's okay to criticize. Hey, I've got something to offer and I'm not part of this group. Find out how to get involved with that group. Trust me, 
There's not like this secret society with a handshake. This is not the Stonecutters Club on the uh, Simpsons, okay? You can actually get involved. These are people who want all the help they can get. Kirby and I have sat on many boards, regionally, nationally, sat on committees. We want and need the help because I will tell you, volunteer burnout is real. And so trust me, everybody will take all the help they can get. They don't care what your flavor of life is. Yeah. I, I, it's, and, and again, that's totally been my experience, Bill. It's like, I think that every organization like that, whether it's nonprofit or whatever uh, that I've ever been a part of has had limited time, mm-hmm. limited volunteers and limited resources, yep. <laughs> every single one. And so I, I, in my experience, they don't say no when you offer one of those three things. Exactly. Exactly. And like you said, some people aren't willing to do the work. They're just happy to complain. All right, Kirby, let's uh, bring up another topic. It's your turn. Uh, this topic is our palate cleanser, and it's brought to us by our good pals over at Promo Pulse. Remember to amplify your sales by staying top of mind with all of your clients consistently through stunningly beautiful outbound marketing. Even better, it only takes five minutes. Just set it and forget it. Visit promopulse.io slash amp. You're not going to be sorry you did, right, Kirby? Absolutely. And I, I, it was, it's one of those tools that's really good when you are out of the office because it keeps the yep. outbound messaging going. Um, and that leads nicely into my next topic. So I love it. So the last couple of days I've been out of the office, you know, this, I was at uh, an OPA event. It's their sales safari. We actually moved it to a different location. Um, you know, for several years, it was at Kalahari. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kalahari is a great location. So I just want to say that, but I was really excited that we moved it um, because Kalahari is in one of those places that you can't get to Sandusky from Coshocton. You need a helicopter. It's just, it's, it's like a three hour drive. And whereas we were in Akron, this North Canton, and it was like, oh, it was so easy to get in and out of. Um, I bring it up for a couple of reasons. Number one, I just want to, again, continue to give kudos to OPA. This, this is not an event that I had anything to do with. Jeff Colley, Don Brown, LaDonna, those guys put it together. My observation is that I have, when this style of meeting, it was, it's an EME style meeting where it's you know, the speed right. dating where, you know, supplier, you meet one-on-one for 18 minutes and you move to the next one. They are exhausting. These meetings are exhausting. Um, but the way OPA has it structured is at least a little bit more palatable in the sense that it's like a half day on Tuesday and then a half day by lunch, you're done on Wednesday and you go back. Um, my observation, though, is that suppliers have gotten really good at those. You know, when, mm-hmm. when, we, you know, when trade shows was, was all we did, right? Like yep. the first few of the, especially the regional-based um, quick meetings like this, you'd, you'd have some great meetings and then you'd have a right. couple that were duds. I got to be honest. Like, I don't, I can't think of one meeting that I left and was like, Oh man, there was no value in that. I felt like the suppliers really brought their a game. And I don't know if that's because they're doing more of this format. Um, mm-hmm. or if, you know, they've just raised their level of presentation, but it's yeah. hard, hard for me to imagine going back to a bunch more trade shows. Now I, to me, yeah. this sort of meeting, and, I, and I've heard this from my team. It's like, oh, this is so much better than the traditional trade show. Um, so I, I don't know if you agree with that or if you're like, no, trade shows will be back in the wave of the future. Or if you believe this is the way that sort of this is the way we're going to do business moving forward. I'm curious. I, I think it's going to be a mix, Kirby. I mean, it's it's going to be, uh, first of all, you know, I think part of it is I think suppliers are more on their game now um, yeah. with the pandemic. I think that... Uh, 
they really are focused when they're now back in front of people. Yeah. Not that they weren't before, but I think suppliers have been much more judicious about what events we're attending, mm. where are we allocating marketing and resources to. And so they're trying to maximize the return in those moments, right? And so I think that's why you're seeing that value. Plus, people are getting more used to and more comfortable with those EME style events, that speed dating you talked about. So I think we're on the precipice where that's that's not new anymore, right? So right, when it's yeah. new, everybody's learning and it's kind of fun and that's different. And then you get to a hill and then it's not going to go downhill. That's a terrible analogy, but right. it will get to a point where people are like, I've been to enough speed dating events. I want something else. And so right, all, these things are, all these things are cyclical. Mm -hmm. But what I do love about what you said is that it was valuable. Everyone, I cannot mm -hmm. remember the last time I heard anybody attend an event like that and said that every meeting Everyone. they had was valuable. Usually there's one or two duds involved, course, right? Yeah. So that's a really good thing. So to answer your question, I think you're going to continue to see a mix, Kirby. I think there are some people who get more out of a traditional trade show where they kind of set their agenda. Mm. And then you have a group of people, they get more out of a trade show or, or an EME style speed dating event because it's structured. And they need yeah. that structure. So I think it's going to always have to be some sort of mix like that to really have the impact. Yeah, I think for me, the thing I love about it is it forces me to have the meetings that I would have skipped mm -hmm. in the trade show. Right. Like yep. the, the, the mm -hmm. mix, the mix of my business of what, you know, our business has, we do way more awards. Now we do yep. way more signage now than we did way back then, because I was like, Oh, I'm here for 20 minutes. I'm going right. to listen. And you have several meetings where they go, you go, Oh, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm wrong on this. I do need to yeah. lean into that particular category because my clients were already buying it. Um, they're just not buying it from me. Right. And yeah. at a trade show, I would have walked right by, right. Because I'm like, yeah, Oh, I, I don't sell that. that. And so it does. I think there's, there is definitely value, but I think your point about the idea that it is cyclical is a good one. Um, so it's, yeah, I, I think, but I will tell you again, kudos to the OPA group because they continue. Sure. And again, I'm on the board. So, so keep my, you know, keep my two cents, you know, a little bit. You know, consider my bias. You, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But no, no, you. But, but you man, they do. You felt. They do uh, lean into trying to be progressive. I was actually just talking to a member of PPAI today about um, that we actually had this meeting, the sales safari at Kalahari, mm -hmm. in August of 2020. And I went mm -hmm. back and I was remember like, that. <laughs> that was a, a lifetime ago. That was a lifetime ago, and it was like, it's the reason I love doing vlogs. By the way. It yeah. is my like memory bank. I get to go back and watch because yeah. when we did that, I was just like, yeah. I hope this goes. I remember, when, <laughs> I remember when you did it and you guys pulled it off. You know, one thing as I was listening to you speak, if I'm PPAI or ASI, why can't I do a trade show, a big trade show, but have an EME style component to it where mm -hmm. suppliers might pay a premium to have a separate meeting mm -hmm. space that's structured and there's some sort of reduction in cost to distributors, maybe a, a flight credit or something like that oh, to get dude. them to do it. Now, see, if I'm PPAI, that's the type of stuff I'm thinking about how to be progressive in yeah. ASI. But I don't work there. Neither do you. So maybe they listen, maybe they don't. Who knows? But I think it's a hell of an idea. <laughs> it's Whenever you speak, people listen, Bill. I don't believe that for a second, and <laughs> certainly not in my house. That's fair. All right. Uh, now right. you have internet Next back. Topic, that shouldn't sure. be a problem. That's right. You got that. <laughs> Speaking of internet, you're familiar with the Google, right? I, I've heard. 
I've heard of it. Okay. Yeah. So they have a new career certificate in digital marketing e-commerce. I don't know if you saw this. Pretty mm -hmm. interesting. So what their goal is to help job seekers and employers acquire the necessary skills to be successful in online business. And it's endorsed by the American Association of Advertising Agencies. They're called the four A's. That's a terrible acronym, whatever. Uh, the American Advertising Federation, the AAF. And so additionally, by they're having this, this online course, they're giving every business in the United States, that's right, every single business, five, up to 500 career certificate scholarships to help upskill employees. Mm. That got my attention. Yeah, that got my attention. And so it's going to be hands-on experience with things like Constant Contact, Hootsuite, uh, HubSpot, MailChimp, Shopify, Google Analytics to really help people. So it's really targeted at kind of entry-level stuff. But it gives people that digital certificate that will help them maybe find and land a job. What do you think about that, Kirby? Mm. Yeah, no, I think that's really interesting. Um, the, uh, the idea that we're leaning into providing value to employees, I, I mm -hmm. think, and obviously Google would be providing this, but the idea that more and more employers are not just looking at the, the transactional benefit to the uh, employer, but yep. the idea of... Uh, investing as it were now, it, mm -hmm. obviously there wouldn't be a big investment yep. here, but the idea of investing time, allowing people, you know, to kind of level up their game. I like, not only do I love the concept of Google doing it, but I love that that's a shift that we're sort of making in our business culture. Um, you know, there's the old saying that the CFO says, you know, what if we train all these people and they leave and the CEO says, what if we don't and they stay? Um, yeah. I, I, I love the concept that we, want to allow people to level up and become passionate. Because again, because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, if you are passionate about what you're doing, you're going to be better as an employee and better to customers and all that sort of thing. So overall, I, you know, based on what I know about it, super yep. thumbs up. Totally agree with everything you said. I love it. I love it. I love it. And the other smart thing about it that Google's doing is they are now positioning themselves to be kind of weird when you think of digital marketing you want to make sure your people have a certificate from google mm, right it's just yeah. that very subtle integration of that brand into yeah, other areas which i absolutely freaking love um they actually offer uh so i think it's great so i agree with you i'm not going to belabor the point they offer job placement assistance to people who earn one of their uh one of these certificates within a consortium of 150 companies uh who will consider that certificate relevant for entry-level jobs which i think hmm. again really, really cool. Uh, it doesn't require a degree or experience and you can complete it in three to six months. So if you want to learn more about it, and honestly, I think it's brilliant. Yeah. Go to course, go to course That's C O U R S E R A.com. Um, and, uh, you can uh, look up the, uh, the Google, Google digital marketing and e-commerce certificate. Okay. So uh, as a side note, like uh, literally I just wrote it down because that's really interesting from a community perspective, uh, you know, my community, Shockton, we're looking to try and not only, you know, get the best young talent, but we want to keep talent, right? Like, so for years, we have, um, ha we have an incredible scholarship program from our community. We've got a lot of generous folks. Um, but what we found is, you know, they, you know, folks leave here, they get a degree, and then they don't come back. And so one right. of the big pushes for our um, community is to, yes, we want to continue the scholarship program, but allow kids to know that there are opportunities to come back, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But I wonder yeah. if as a part of that campaign that you say, look, we want better entry level employees tying the Coursera website to that, 
So while yeah. you're telling people about internships and telling them about entry-level yeah. jobs, these are simple ways you could level up. I, that, that's really interesting. Well, I think what we're really seeing is a seismic shift into where we used to live in a society where companies are like, hey, we want you to be loyal to us. Right. Now we're seeing that shift to, we want to invest in you as a potential employee to make mm. sure that your skills are valuable and relevant, period. Hmm. Okay. That's, that's really, I, I think that's really cool. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, yeah. Final quick topic, just because it, okay. and honestly, I was not going to do it, but because it, it relates so much to what you just brought. So Apple- and real quick, before you do that, Apple, we're going to have a party in the back. We've got a fun little party in the back, a surprise one today. So go ahead, Apple. Okay. So Apple is being called out for return to the office hypocrisy. Uh, employees are being frustrated with the idea that Apple is forcing them to come back to work. Um, you know, Tim Cook has said that argues that in-person work and collaboration is irreplaceable. I, I actually kind of mm -hmm. get where he's coming from on that, but the idea mm -hmm. is that Apple is marketing themselves as tools that you can use to work from home. And, right. and so empl employees are coming out going, well, then if we're creating, you know, tools that are great to work from home, why can't we as Apple employees do that? I thought that was right. an interesting level of when you, when yeah. you said, Hey, the team, the company needs to invest in the employees that that yep. is that Apple's actually being called out for that was an interesting transition. So just it's, it's a tough, I think it's a tough solution, right? Not it every is. job is work from home. Manufacturing yeah. is not work from home. Guys, not, if you're yeah. manufacturing, got to go back to work. Yeah. There is something different about collaborating through the vehicle of video communications, like what we're using to record this podcast and you and I sitting next to each other. It's just yep. different. It yep. just is. So um, I think what you, you have to kind of marry the two, right? Yeah. You know, I, I wouldn't market it as, hey, tools to work from home. It's tools for an active lifestyle so you can have flexibility yeah. because there is value in being in, I do believe there's value in being in the office, but not all the time. I think, again, right. hybrid, 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 hybrid. That's the way we're going for most white collar jobs, I think. Yeah. yeah, it's like I've said a million times. I love the ability to work from home. I don't want to have to work from home. Well, exactly. I used to say, and I said a variation of the same thing. Yeah. I loved working from home until I was forced to do it. Yeah, so. yeah totally. All right, man. Sorry. All right, Kirby, you got a quick, no, don't be. That was awesome. I'm glad you brought it up. Here's what you're really glad I'm bringing up, Kirby. So we talked, there's a quick party in the back. We bring this, we do a fun little thing every once in a while. And this one, I had an idea and I'm like, absolutely. It took me five minutes to do, okay. and it's completely against everything you stand for. So <laughs> this is why I love it. So we Great. talked about the ridiculous. <laughs> we talked about the ridiculous uh, PPP promotional project professionals discussion. People complaining just for the sake of complaining. So Kirby, what I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you just something, and I want you to find a way to complain about it. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's not really my right. mo, but I'll I'll try. I, that's what I said. It goes against everything you are. Okay. All right, Kirby. Rainbows. Well, I mean, the fact of the matter is, you wouldn't have that if it hadn't rained. That, perfect. That's exactly that <laughs> proof of concept. Love it. Puppies. Dude, they shit everywhere. Yep. Lollipops. <laughs> um, you know, diabetes is a real problem in this country. And you got to throw away the stick. That's oh, yeah. That's true. Unit. Yeah. Um, winning a pyramid award from PPAI. Well, I mean, it should have been a gold. <sighs> love it. Love it. Love it. I, I actually like the heavy sigh before it, which does two things. One, it really sense, gives you a sense of exasperation, but two, and more importantly, gives you a chance to think about what you're going to say. I love that. All right, Kirby, <laughs> a perfectly cooked steak. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. I can't complain. <laughs> ah, come on. All right. <laughs> Landing a Fortune 500 client. Oh, man, they're going to be so demanding. I, this should have been a Jeopardy board because you're nailing everyone. <laughs> this is going to be a tough one for you. Okay. Front row seats to a Jimmy Buffett concert. Dude. That's really hard to complain about because that's a that's a pretty amazing atmosphere, you know. It's gonna be hell getting out of the venue. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Transportation <laughs> getting out of there. I like honestly, I've I've been to Jimmy a bunch of times. It's it's pretty much one of my favorite atmospheres on the earth. I know. I know. <laughs> like oh, okay. Three three more quick ones. Ohio State University wins the national football championship. Oh, there's gonna be haters from people like Alabama that say that we didn't deserve it. Yeah, there's going to be all sorts of investigations. Um, number okay, <laughs> second last probably one. True. <laughs> a Mexico vacation with you and your bride. Oh man, um, the, honestly, again, those these you're you're making this really hard. Um, I would say that you know the travels. It's pretty long travel there. Yeah. See, my, my thought you were going to say is, I got to get out. I got to go the night before. I got to get up at four in the oh, morning because I know. We live in a smaller town. COVID test. That's okay. I hate COVID okay. tests. All right. Last one, Kirby. Recording the promo upfront podcast on a weekly basis with me. Oh, there's nothing to complain about there. Oh, <laughs> I don't believe that. Dude, we, we've had a long marriage, Bill. There's, I found in my other marriage that it doesn't help with me pointing out flaws. Well, I understand that. But what does help you, Kirby, as a distributor, if you are looking to make sure that your client has access to every color virtually of the rainbow when it comes to apparel, you look no further than Blue Generation. They really do have just about every color. I'm not going to run through them. Just picture the rainbow and not just red and green and yellow and orange. But think about the different hues, sage, cactus, optic yellow, French blue, maize. Think about all those different things. And they have those in stock. So you want to learn more about how you can really leverage the powerful communication that really is color for you and your clients to help them get their message across? head over to bluegeneration.com. You're not going to be sorry you did. Kirby, I'm not sorry that we recorded this podcast a little later in the week, and I want to thank you for having the grace to do it. And thank Absolutely. you, AT&T, for fixing my internet. <laughs>